the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. So thank you so much for joining in on the Sue Free Show. And uh, being on the air for 12 years has been quite the journey and experience. And every week I think about, you know, what lesson, Lord, are you teaching me? And there are so many lessons that I'm being taught and areas of my life where I need to tweak. I need to change it up. Um Things that I'm not even aware of sometimes become very apparent. And each of us needs to be thinking about, you know, where we are. Do we like where we are? And if we want to make a change, where does that change begin? It begins with us. It begins with me. And it begins with you. If we want to change something in our lives, first of all, we have to identify what that is. Right? Identification is so important. Alcoholics need to identify and uh, admit that they have a drinking problem. Drug addicts need to, you know, in order for them to get cured or helped or um, if they want to move forward in a positive direction, they first have to admit they have an issue. And that goes for each and every one of us. We are all going to fall short of the glory of God because God tells us that in the word. We will all fall short of the glory of God. So, okay, okay, I'm going to fall short, and I know that. But if I have the ability to think things through, and I have the ability to count the cost, would I not want to choose what God wants from me? Would I not want to choose truth over deception or lies? Truth doesn't waver. We, we know that. Truth is truth. It doesn't waver. And for me, I feel so much more comfort when I'm living, breathing, believing in that firm truth. Anything else can be waver. It can waver. It can, it can change with the wind. And I, don't, I, I really want to live in an arena where the truth is the truth. And the truth is the truth. There is no wavering from it. It's interesting, but it is... Truth is truth. So I was at a conference oh, a week ago, two weeks ago, and the conference was in Hawaii. And yes, what a blessing to be in Hawaii. It's paradise. It so is. It's warm and the salty air and the sound of the waves and the beautiful water that you can get in uh, because the temperature is, is worthy of you sticking your toe in it. Uh, you know, you can see through the water, you know what's there, and there's beautiful fish, maybe even swimming turtles, and there's dolphins in the distance, and yes, it's real. It, it really is like that. 
And we were in a conference, and we've been going to this conference for, I don't know, 20, 22 years. And I've missed a few of them. But on the whole, these conferences are Christian-based. They talk about being a good steward. They talk about increase and abundance, living in an abundance. And this theme was on multiplication. And they were talking about faith if you boil it down, is multiplication. And I didn't understand it at first, and then it made total sense. Another thing that we learned was, is that for Tyson and I, because I took my son because we're in business together, and this was a business conference, and it was a Christian conference, and of course, with our children, we want our children to have more. As I want everyone I love and know to have more of God. Because I feel if we have more of God, we're going to be just better people. And we're going to have a calm, hopefully, even in the storm. I have a calm, even in the storm, in the middle of the storm, there's a calm. And the calm is not of me. People say, how can you be so calm? And I'm like, believe me, it's not me. I am like, you know, but it's because of my um, understanding of who God is and who I am in him and that he is my almighty protector and victory victory and vic- i am victorious in jesus name it's not because i'm victorious but i'm victorious because in jesus name i'm victorious because i know he has this and he has it much better than i could ever ever have it and there were so many times during this conference where god showed up and he doesn't always show up as god they sh- he shows up in people or solution you know, stand at the door and knock, and the door shall be opened. And I'll tell you a little side story. And I just told this story to my staff this morning that, you know, I have a lot of things happening with uh, property management, tenants not being able to pay their rent or not just choosing not to pay their rent. And I was um, really having a struggle with this because, see, um, the government allows tenants to not pay and can't be evicted, but they don't give leniency to the person who needs to pay the mortgage. Somehow that's unequal, in my opinion. There needs to be, you know, if you're going to do that for them, then how about the people that are over here, you know? So those of you that are property owners, you understand what I'm saying. Those that are not, maybe don't. But, you know, I mean, you know, if you are committed in a financial agreement, then you need to follow through and make that agreement. And if you can't, then there's consequence. But in this case, the consequence is on the property owner that they don't have a way to pay the mortgage because the agreement with the people they have the agreement with have been given grace, but yet the mortgage people don't have grace. Do you understand what I'm saying? I hope so. So anyway, so I'm in this meeting and I'm standing at the door because the doors have not opened, social distancing and all of the things that go along with that. We're standing at the door waiting for the doors to open for this conference. And I'm standing there and I, there was a woman in front of me who I had met the year before, but I couldn't remember her name. We have tags, so I, I got her name off of the tag. But I couldn't remember what she did because that's not on the tag. Maybe it should be down the road. Maybe next year they should have a little bit more about you know, they, they have the name and the, where they're from, but not what they do. Anyway, um, we re-networked, um, and she told me she's a real estate agent, and she was telling me, and then I told her my situation. As I'm standing at the door, I'm standing at the door, 
And she gives me this little tidbit of information that I did not know. If I hadn't have paid for the flight, if I hadn't have taken time away from work, if I hadn't made the decision to get on that plane and take the COVID test that you needed in order to go to Hawaii, um, if I hadn't done all of that, then I wouldn't have been standing at that door. And that door uh, opened another door, which was this issue I had with three different properties. And that she gave me a tidbit of information that I researched and found out, yes, it was true. And yes, I could um, get this from the government if I followed uh, certain rules and, and things. And so I stood at the door. I wasn't really knocking, but I was knocking because I was there. I made the decision to be there. There's a story and a, a lesson right there. It's like, you know, sometimes we have to do our part in order for God to do his part. We don't just sit back and just let things happen because we have to do our part. So what's our part? Do what you can. Do what you can. Anyway, so uh, the doors opened and I, you know, scuttled to my seat and I quickly texted my attorney and gave him the tidbit. My attorney did research, came back and said, yep, yes, this could work. And this could really free a lot of situations here to where, you know, um, this roadblock is now no, no more roadblock. And now it's open to where we can move forward in the situation. And it was a win-win. And I love win-wins. I love it when things can be a win-win. So um, what's the lesson in that is, you know, the door was locked. The door was closed. The roadblock was there. I didn't have a solution. But you know what? God did. But he wanted me to take action and do something to where I could get uncover that roadblock or, or break through that roadblock and have that door in front of me that I could knock and he could open. And that's exactly what happened. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for opening that door. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. So fix the problem, not the blame is the topic of discussion today. During this conference, there were many, many times when God showed up in different ways. And um, those stories I'm going to be telling over the time, you know, when they come up, I will tell them in a story because I think stories are important. And I think we can learn from each other and we can learn about somebody else's lesson. We don't have to learn all these lessons on our own, do we? Do we? No, we don't. We can learn from other people and their journey and their story. And that's what Sue Free Show is about, is that, you know, if, if I learn a lesson, I want to share it with you. Because if I can keep you from having to painfully learn that lesson and you can hear and you can adjust and tweak just the most minor thing, it can change the outcome and the ripple effect moving forward. And wouldn't that be nice? There's so many times where people have done that for me, and I'm so forever grateful for those experiences that I didn't have to personally experience. It didn't mean that I, you know, I couldn't learn. I can learn from other people, and so can you. So that's good. Anyway, during this conference, and then we'll get into this with Rick Warren, um, I also learned, you know, people, when you're at a party, they'll say, you know, what do you do? What do you do? You know, the usual, right? Oh, hi, my name is Sue. What do you do? What do you do? And uh, I used to say, oh, I'm a, I'm, I, kill, I kill bugs, you know, and people say, oh, that's great. And then they'd move on to the next story because they weren't interested, right? And then I started saying, well, um, you know, I protect your most expensive investment, your home. That's a little more interesting, right? A little more benefit to them. And sometimes just for effect, I will say I'm a licensed killer. And they'll go, whoa, yeah, I kill bugs. 
oh, okay, 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 yeah. So um, that's kind of exciting too. But what we discovered during this conference is my son, Tyson, we've been, you know, going through and I'm like going through this program with him to try to figure out just what his gifts are. Because he's a MacGyver. He's totally a MacGyver. I call him my MacGyver. He's been my MacGyver forever. Um, but what we really discovered was is that he's a problem solver. He assesses the situation. He sees things that other people might not see. And he figures out a different way to accomplish the goal. He, he has other ways of dealing with things. And I talked about this last week, so I'm not going to go in any deeper than that. Other than what we discovered is, is that as a company at Cola, termite and pest control, insulation, rodent exclusion, get rid of those rodents out of your home and, you know, take care of your indoor air quality and, and find another way, maybe a better way to take care of the traditional way of doing something. We are looking for ways of taking care of the problem uh, in, in, in new ways. Okay. We, we are pioneering is amazing. Anyway, so what we're doing is we're being a problem solver and like mosquitoes now, we're doing mosquitoes and insulation for energy saving. And now we're going to go into cleaning solar panels to help increase your energy energy uh, savings and uh, window washing without ever getting on your roof. So we've got other ways of taking care of the same situation that you've had, gutter cleaning, vacuuming the gutters instead of getting on there and ruining the gutter because a lot of the times uh, you can really mess up the, the gutter you have. But in our case... We don't do that. And we get rid of everything so it's real clean. It's a clean way of cleaning your gutters. So we have uh, different ways of doing things, and our services are expanding so that we can take care of our current clients and hopefully add on new clients. So with that all being said is um, fixing the problem, not the blame. It's so often, you know, we're, we're so focused on blaming instead of figuring out what the problem is and solving the problem. And for us, we want to solve the problem. There's no, you know, like they say when you, you know, you point your finger, there's three fingers pointing back. Now, you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Now, there was a lot in that one line. That's Colossians 3.8 NIV version. I'm going to say it again. And usually when I do these things, it comes up again. But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger. Take an assessment personally. Anger. Where are you on the scale from 1 to 10 on anger? Rage. 1 to 10. Malice. 1 to 10. Slander. And how about filthy language from your lips? How about that one? Okay. That one, I think every there's a lot more of that going on than maybe the others, but I don't know. But just personal experience, um, that's the one that, that from other people, it seems to be more readily available as that filthy language coming from lips. And he's saying to get rid of it. To rid ourselves of that. Now, I, I, just a little side caveat from Sufri's to you is that I talk to people all the time and, and they will say, you know, oh, are you a believer? You know, have you given your, your life to Christ? And they'll say, no, I got to clean up my act first. You know, I need to stop drinking. I need to stop smoking marijuana. I need to stop cussing. I need to, you know, stop doing this. You know what? With the Lord, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot. The, the God, God gives you the ability to have that not be good anymore. I mean, it's just internally, it just kind of makes you not want to do it anymore. And it's not something that's forced. It's something that just happens. So I'm going to say to you, if you are not a believer, if you have not received the Lord, if you do not have that personal relationship with your Heavenly Father, there is no time better than right now to receive that. And there's no time better than now. Don't put it off because you need to do this, that, or whatever. Because the Lord will give you 
he'll he'll guide you he'll give you the strength or just you know where you don't want to do that anymore he'll give that to you internally so you only have a certain amount of emotional energy when you're trying to resolve conflict you can use that energy either to fix the blame or to fix the problem you don't have enough energy to do both so you need to ask yourself what's more important to blame the other person or to resolve the conflict this is so good this is so good think about yourself and are you saying but you but you or are you saying here's what i see this is how i feel choose to fix the problem not the blame blaming doesn't do anything except for put the other person on the defense when you're pointing the finger, there's three pointing back at you, number one. But number two is when you say you always, you never, any of those things, then the defense goes up and the listening stops. I know this firsthand. I know this firsthand. When it comes to solving problems, you should decide ahead of time what you're going to fight, that you're going to fight fair within your marriage or family. Get ground rules for words you'll never, <laughs> there's that word never, use. Words that serve as weapons of mass destruction. During the Cold War, when Russia and the United States were at each other's throats, the United States had thousands of intercontinental missiles, weapons of mass destruction aimed at Russia. We could destroy the entire nation. Russia had thousands of intercontinental missiles aimed at us, too. But even at the worst, most tension-filled point in the Cold War, both sides still had enough sanity not to use those weapons. It's called, been called the mad strategy. If either side decided to use the weapons, the result would be mutually assured destruction. In effect, the countries were saying, if you use yours, we're going to use ours. We'll destroy each other and there won't be any countries left. So even when we were on opposite sides of an issue, we could at least agree not to use those weapons. You following? Are you following? This is in marriages. This is in business transactions. This is in sibling issues. This is everywhere. Relationships often have weapons of mass destruction, too. When you use those weapons, you fix blame, but you never fix problems. In marriages, for example, those weapons include things like threatening divorce or bringing up each other's parents. You have to agree no matter how upset you are, those words are off limits. Those are words of mutually assured destruction. They destroy a relationship by tearing down trust. Trust. There's that word, trust. Trust. You cannot have a relationship without trust. You're listening to The Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. Thank you so much, San Diegans at KPraise, for listening in at 4 o'clock on Saturdays. And thank you, Venturians, for listening at 5 o'clock on uh, the Word, 98.3 FM. And thank you, KUHL, Santa Maria, San Luis Obispo. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some stations there. But just thank you so much for listening. And I just really want to tell you that I appreciate that you're listening. Randy, Evelyn, I just thank you so much. There are so many of you. I can't name all of you. But thank you so much for the letters, for the encouragement, for uh, reaching out and connecting with me. Just thank you so much, all of you that are doing that. I really appreciate it. How do you do that? If you're not doing that, this is how. You ready? Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. com sorry, dot com. Go there and, uh, you know, just reach out. Tell me what's going on. Tell me if you need prayer. 
I have resources. I don't have all the answers, but I do have resources. So if there's something that you're needing and you uh, wanted to share it with me, then I can uh, see what I can do to help you. Okay? The Bible is very specific about what's out of bounds in a relationship. Colossians 3.8 says, again, what I already said about now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as ease. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Those are weapons of mass destruction. They're used to fix blame, and when you fix blame, you're judging, and only God has the right to judge. Instead, set aside destructive weapons weapons, and use your energy for what matters. Fix the problem. Courageous people resolve conflict. God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. 2 Timothy 1.7. God wants you to live at peace with everyone. Why? Because unresolved conflict has three devastating effects in life. First, it blocks your fellowship with God. When you're out of harmony with others, you can't be in harmony with God. When you're distracted by conflict with other people, you can't have a clear connection with God. The Bible says if someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. That is so good. And I have to be, I have to remind myself of this all the time, not because I'm trying to not be in harmony, but because there's others that are not trying to be in harmony with me. And the way I, I sense that or experience that is by how they manage their tongue, how they manage their tongue. If they are flipping different words out that are totally not godly and they are saying things that are really meant to hurt then I know for a fact that they, their desire is not to have peace and harmony with me. Now, I have a decision, just as you do, on how I manage and, and handle that. Trust is first, right? I have to trust. And secondly, I have to manage my actions according to God's will. And he tells me to pray, even for my enemies, even for people that aren't loving. I have to pray for them. And what am I praying I'm praying for them to get more of God. I'm praying for them to to come to a realization that how they're thinking, their belief system is off because it's not in alignment with him. And him is God and Jesus. God wants you to live at peace with everyone. And he really does. He wants you to live at peace with everyone. So secondly, unresolved conflict hinders your prayers. Over and over again, the Bible says that when your life is characterized by conflict, sin, and disharmony, your prayers are blocked. It's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. I'm hoping there's people close to me or that are in my circles that need to hear this, and I hope they are. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate. 
at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. If you'd like to sponsor this show, I would love, love, love to talk to you. I want to talk to you because you might be a business owner and you're not sure if radio is the place for you. And if you are and you are doing radio, um, I'd love to talk to you too. But those that are like on the fence, not sure if radio is the place for you, I can help you with that because somebody helped me. And I would love to help you. I am really inexpensive. Sue Free Show is inexpensive to, to advertise. And I would love to give you a chance to test it out, to give it a dry run. Um, I will help you any way I can. And then... When it does work, which I believe it will, but when it does work, then I will I will give you to the rep that I believe you should be with, and that person will help you uh, move forward into other shows or whatever. Um, but this could be the open door that's, you know, the door that's blocked that you need to open. Maybe this is it for you. Maybe this is the door that you need opened. You know, stand at the door and knock, okay? Maybe you need to knock and knock on my door, and then I can open it up and we can talk, okay? So with that being said. I ended the first segment of this show uh, with if someone says I love God but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. So, so you know, check yourself right now. Is there somebody that you hate? That word hate is so strong. And I don't hate anybody. I hate, I hate it when people lie, but it's the action that I hate. It's not the person that's lied to me. I hate the lie. I hate the untruth. I hate the betrayal. I hate the distrust. I hate, I hate all of that. I do hate that. I hate the action. I don't hate the person. So that's First John 4.20. Look it up if you like, but it's right there in black and white. An unresolved conflict will hinder your prayers, okay? What is the goal? Our goal is to have that open door policy with the Lord. We want to be able to pray, but not only pray, we want him to be heard. We want God to hear our prayers. And if we have unresolved conflict, he tells us to leave the altar and go make it right. So if there's somebody that you have conflict with, the best thing you can do for you is to go do what you can. And once you've done it, once you've laid it at the other person's feet, 
and you've said what you're going to say, and hopefully it's to resolve the conflict and understand the other point of view and all of those good things. But once you've done that, you've done your part, and God sees that. He sees it and says, well done. You did your part. And then it's up to the other person to either pick it up or not. And then it's at their feet. But you do your part, okay? And and I'm saying this because I've had to suck it up, buttercup. You know, there's times when I'm like, I don't want to do that. I hear you. I don't want to do that. How dare them? How dare them do what they did? That's our human side, you know, putting on that that strength thing, you know. But in, in reality, what is it we want? We want peace and harmony, don't we? I mean, isn't that what we desire? It's what I desire. I want peace and harmony. I don't want to have any disruption to that. I don't want to have any conflict in my life. Is that impossible? Maybe. But I'm going to do everything in my power to make it possible. And as long as I do that, I can look at the person in the mirror and I can say, okay, you've done what you can, right? That's all we can do is what we can do. Third, unresolved conflict hinders your happiness. How many here listening to this show would raise your hand when I say, do you want to be happy? How many would raise their hand and say yes? How many want to be happy? Define happy. I think it's important that we each define happy for us. I've asked Tyson that. Tyson, what would it take for you to be happy? What does it look like? What does it feel like to be happy there's a lot of depression because of this whole pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of unhappiness and, and uncomfortableness and just where is it? Where, where are we? You know, where's the normalcy in all of this? And where's the truth, right? Where's the truth in all of this? And all I can say is my, my strive is that I want to be uh, with no conflicts. I want to be at peace and harmony with and anyone and everybody. And I want to make a difference. I want to make a difference. I want to be the light in the darkness. I want to bring hope where it's hopeless. I want to bring, you know, happy where it's not happy. If I can do that, then I've done good. I've done well. What is your goal? Okay. Is it all about you? Because it's not all about me. Okay. It's not all about me. I'm here to serve. Do I fall short? Yes, absolutely. Are there people that are going to judge me and say, you didn't do that or you should have done that or whatever. And you know what? You can, you can do that all day long. Okay. But when I look in the mirror, I'm saying, okay, God, I need to hear from you. What do you want me to do? And I do my best to use what I have. Like Moses used his staff. I use what I have. And I'm doing my best to make a difference in this world. And it's for God. It's not for Sufri's. And it's not for you, listener. It's for God. (sighs) Once conflict has arrived, it won't go away on its own. You can't make it disappear by ignoring it, by denying it, or pushing conflict under the rug. My marriage was that way. My marriage was that way. It's where let's just not talk about it. Let's not deal with it. Let's just deny that it happened. Let's push it under the rug. But, you know, things don't go away when you do that. They really don't. You have to address it. Timing's really important. You have to be fed. You have to be slept. You know, you have to be rested. But um, these things don't go away on their own. 
and there needs to be an understanding on both sides. And both parties in any conflict need to do what they can to try to understand the other point of view. It's really important that we take the time to listen. And it's really time that the person that's communicating doesn't blame and point fingers, but says, when this happened, I felt like this. Now, it took many years of marriage counseling for me to get this because I wasn't taught it as a child. I didn't see it as a child. It was not modeled to me. I had to learn as an adult in a marriage that was failing drastically. And I had to learn my part and how I could communicate better with the other party to where I wasn't saying, you never, you always, you blah, 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 blah. You know, it's not going to go anywhere when you do that, okay? But what you can do is, and sometimes this doesn't work either, is that you really come from a heart. You come from your heart and say, I feel whatever you feel. Or when this is done or when this is said, not when you say, but when this is said, this is what happens to me internally. And I understand that part of this is my childhood years and it's coming back at me. But this is what happens to me. For instance, I'll give you a personal one. My father, my father was a very passive aggressive man. He was unhappy. He was unhappy in his marriage. He was unhappy at work. They passed him up at work for many promotions. So he just, General Motors just didn't appreciate him. So he'd come home and take it out on whomever. And he was very angry. And he would um, just... um, say things to me that were not appropriate and put me down. And so I took that on because he was my dad. And I would take it on as if it was truth, even though it wasn't. And then I got married. And in my marriage, I had a man who didn't understand that he was uh, sleep deprived. And he was a fireman. And he would be very um, tired. And he would be very, kids called him grumpy. (laughs) <laughs> the seven dwarves. Dad was grumpy. He was a grumpy guy. Okay. So out of love and, and respect, um, you know, there was a lot of that that went on. And I would always say, you know, when you yell at me, I, what happens is I kind of shrivel into a ball because my dad used to yell at me like that. And when you do that, I can't hear you. I shut down because I can't hear you because you're yelling. But I just want you to understand. I want you to listen. I want you to listen to me, right? And that was kind of like a dad role. And so when that happened, I couldn't listen. I couldn't hear. And for years and years and years, I tried to express that, and the other party would not hear what I'm saying in order for there to be a conflict resolution. Does that make sense? I think it does. So what I'm saying is is that it's really important that we understand where we came from in this regard and where we're going and what is the desire on both of our hearts. And if we're really desiring re- resolution and, and resolving of conflicts, we need to understand both parties and where we come from. And married couples, I hope you're hearing this. And if you need your other spouse to hear it, and, you know, it's hard to hear it from your spouse, and maybe they need to hear it from Sue Freeze, I will be happy to do that. I will be happy to speak this into them because I think our marriages are so important and they're under attack. They're under attack to the nth degree. And I, I have to tell you that to break a marriage up is more than tearing of the flesh. It is so serious and it has such a ripple effect and you don't realize it until you're in it. Now, I came from a, a broken family. I came from a divorced uh, family. 
And I have to tell you that I, that I told myself I would never, ever, I, I would break the curse. I would break the family curse, and I would not get divorced. And I have to say that that's a hard thing to do because it takes two. Even though one person can change, 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 it really, in a marriage, it takes two people, and it takes God. And um, I had a counselor once, and it was a wonderful man, and he's still in my life. His name is David. And he said, you know, because I asked him, I said, how long does it take, you know, to save this marriage? How long does it take? Well, how long have you been married? And um, with, uh, without God, it takes half of the time you've been married. Now, some of you are thinking, oh, my gosh, I've been married 17 years. Do I want to wait? Do I want to work that hard for that many years in order to, to not even know for sure if it's going to be saved or not? And he didn't stop there because the next thing he said was, and that's without God. With God, the change can happen overnight. The change can happen the minute the Holy Spirit comes into a person and the minute the Holy Spirit changes the heart of that person to where that person can see with God's eyes and hear with God's ears and feel with God's heart. Change happens. So I'm hoping that gives hope out there. Because I think it's important that we stop blaming. We need to stop blaming and try to come up with the solving of the problems. But first we have to hear. We have to listen. We have to listen. And I wasn't really expecting to go into such personal detail. But I feel that the Holy Spirit has guided me to expose myself in this. Because I think it's important that we hear. And maybe it it saves one marriage out there because of this message. And if it does that, it's worth my uh, exposure uh, of my own personal situations. Anyway, once conflict has arrived, it won't go away on its own. It won't. So don't ignore it. Don't deny it. And don't push the conflict under the rug. Have you heard the expression, time heals everything? That's simply not true. Time heals nothing. If time healed everything, you wouldn't ever need to see the doctor. When you've got an open wound and you don't deal with it, it festers. Conflict is the same way. Anger turns to resentment and resentment turns to bitterness. Listen, we don't want to be bitter. We don't want to be bitter. That is not what God wants. So to get rid of conflict, you need to intentionally deal with it. Don't wait for the other person to come to you. Go to the person you're in conflict with. Take the initiative and be the peacemaker. Only courageous people resolve conflict. Maybe the most courageous thing you can do is to face an issue that you've been ignoring for a long time, whether it's in your marriage, with your kids, with your employees, or your boss, or whoever. Where do you find the courage to face and resolve conflict? Where do you get the courage? Be strong and courageous, he says. God says, be strong and courageous. You get it from God. He gives you the strength. He gives you the courage. So if you don't have God, that would be the first step. You need to have God, right? The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Let God's spirit fill your life, and you'll find yourself filled with power, love, and self-discipline. God's love will overcome fear and give you the courage to resolve conflict and bring healing to your relationships. Isn't that what you want? 
I know it is. I know it is. The cost of anger. People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. That's Proverbs 14, 29. Okay, there's people in my immediate family that struggle with anger. And what I discovered is anger comes from hurt. It comes from hurt. Hurt is first, but sometimes we don't recognize that hurt came first. We go right to anger. And really, we need to deal with the hurt more than we need to deal with anger. So take a check, check of yourself and see what it is. Where's the anger coming from? It's an emotion. Yes, it is. It's sometimes a knee-jerk reaction. Yes. So where's it coming from? And let's figure that out. Look at the person in the mirror and say, yeah, I struggle with anger. I have an anger problem. Why? Why do I have an anger problem? Where's that coming from? God, please show me where my anger is coming from. What is the emotion? What is the feeling that causes me to get angry? What is that? And let's call it for what it is. Let's identify it. And then we can deal with it. Fair enough? When someone is angry with you, it's easy to show anger in return. But before you allow yourself to get mad back, calculate what you're going to lose. Calculate the cost of that anger. The Bible is very specific about uncontrolled anger. Proverbs 29.22 says an angry person causes trouble. A person with a quick temper sends a lot. Proverbs 15.18, you read, hot tempers cause arguments. And Proverbs 14.29 says a hot temper shows great foolishness. A hot temper shows foolishness. When you let anger take control, there is a cost. You're going to get in trouble when you're going to sin. You're going to cause arguments. You're going to make mistakes. When you lose your temper, you always lose. You may lose someone's respect, the love of your family, your health, or even your job. Maybe you're someone who uses anger to motivate people to do the right thing. Don't do it. You may get the short-term payoff. But in the long run, anger always produces more anger, more apathy, and more alienation. That is so true. How many kids have become alienated from a parent because of -of out-of-control anger? How many people have been alienated from a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife, or a friend because somebody lost their cool? Anger destroys relationships faster than anything else. Even a child being angry at an adult can cause this. I've had this situation too. I don't even understand where the anger came from. I have no idea what's going on. I want to know. But I don't know. If you realize there's always a price for returning anger for anger, you're less likely to get angry when somebody pushes your buttons. So before you retaliate, ask yourself, do I really want to do this? Do I want to make mistakes? Do I want to sin more? Do I want to cause arguments? Do I want to act foolish? Hopefully the answer is no to all of those questions. Proverbs 14.29 says, People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. Anger always comes with a price tag. Before you retaliate, calculate the cost. Then choose the wise path of controlling your anger. Wise people choose mercy. Love forgets mistakes. Nagging about them parts the best of friends. Proverbs 17.9. Love forgets mistakes. Check yourself there. Have you ever made a mistake yourself? And did somebody forgive you? And the level you forgive, you too shall be forgiven. Do you know that? 
and the level you judge, you too shall be judged. Think about that for a minute. The Bible says wisdom is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds, James 3.17. In other words, even when people mess up, sin, fumble, and fail, it's wise to show grace. God is both the wisest and the most merciful being in the universe. Everything you have in life, even your next breath, is a gift from him. If we got what we deserved, we wouldn't be alive. Yet God gives us exactly what we need, not what we deserve. He's full of mercy. In the same way, wise people give others what they need, not what they deserve. Wise people don't emphasize other mista- others' mistakes. Instead, wise people are merciful. They cut people slack because they know God cuts them slack all the time. When you judge, you're being foolish. But when you're merciful, you're reflecting God. Proverbs 17.9 again says, Love forgets mistakes, nagging about them parts the best of friends. But instead of foolishly judging, they chose to forget each other's mistakes. They wisely showed mercy over and over again. Today, tomorrow, and the next day, choose to show mercy to the people around you. Living a wise life that's full of mercy will pay great dividends for you in the long run. From a personal standpoint, I can honestly say that, you know, I always talk about goals. I talk about, you know, when we're, when we're shooting for the mark and then you, you etch off backwards to work out the details. Whenever I'm going into a problem-solving mode, which we're all problem solvers to some level, E. cola is the problem solver when it comes to termite pest control, attic insulation, rodent control, all of those things. We're the problem solvers. We want to solve your problem. But in life, when we're looking at a conflict, when we're looking at something that we need to deal with, can we think about the bigger goal? Can we think about how we want this to turn out long term? Is it about being right in that situation or is it learning a lesson and gaining understanding and building that relationship with whomever that is to where you can have a better relationship and you can value each other more by the way they handle the situation? To me, that's so much bigger and more significant than winning this battle. You've heard that, you know, you win the battle, you lose the war. Do you want to lose a relationship? I don't want to lose a relationship. I want to gain relationship. I want to gain that trust and that value and that relationship. Because at the end of the day, you guys, have we not learned what's most important in life, this 2020 perfect vision? Have we not learned that it's people? It's about the people. It's not about the car we drive. We might not be in our car driving. It's not about all these other extra things. It's about people. And if it's about the people, then when you have conflict, which is usually people, you don't have conflict with a dog. You might not like what they're doing. Yeah, okay, that's a little bit of a conflict. They had an accident or whatever, or they barked too much. But it's not the same. Conflicts are people. And it's because God gave us each a personality, a uniqueness. But he loves all of us. He loves us all in our uniqueness. So wouldn't it be better for us to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and body and love thy neighbor as thyself? Who's your neighbor? Everybody. 
So doesn't it make sense to love them? Don't love what they do all the time because that we need to we need to hold people accountable to some degree, but we need to love the person and hate the sin. Love the person, hate the sin. And quit, you know, pointing the finger on blame and let's solve the problem. Let's resolve the conflict. Let's be problem solvers and conflict resolvers. Won't that be nice? Won't this place be a better place if we can all do that? Now, everybody's coming from different, I mean, I, I, it's so much more aware of people and their thinking and how they could be so different than me and their thinking. But what's important for me to do is try to come from a, a, you know, a place where I'm trying to understand where they're coming from. And they might, their truth might be not true, right? And, and whose responsibility is it for us to try to help them understand the really the truth? And my truth comes from the Bible. I mean, I want to, I want to, Stand true with what God says. Where you are is up to you. That's your relationship with your Heavenly Father. And only you can do that with Him. He is your strength and your courage. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. And I hope this has been helpful. I'll tell you what, it's been really helpful to me. So thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.